This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's go on to another free agent, Draymond Green, opting out of his player deal or his player option, I should say, for this upcoming season. He'll enter NBA free agency, but hold on to your horses. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's leaving Golden State. It just means that he probably wants a new deal. He's declining his $27.6 million player option uh, with the Warriors per the athletic. Uh, So like I said, it's not necessarily that he's leaving. It's just he wants a new deal. Jenks, do you think this is a big deal, a small deal, or no deal? Hmm, that is a very good question, Chelsea. I I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's expected is what I think. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really shocked. And the only thing that I think is a big deal, which it's not because of the NBA, but when I think, oh, man, you said, nah, I'm not going to take this $27.6 million. I'd have been like, can I take it right now? Can you guys start paying me early? I want to do this immediately. But I I get it. He's due for a longer-term contract, and even Mike Dunleavy Jr. has said yes. We're going to work with you. He's been a part of that fabric of those championship teams for a long time. So they're going to work something out. I think so as well, even though this is a very interesting scenario. For somebody who has multiple documented examples of misbehaving, Mm -hmm. like last year he punched a teammate, we know he gets technicals in all of the wrong scenarios in the postseason when his team needs him the most. But he's also been a key piece of a Golden State team that's contended. And now... This is the job of new GM, Mike Dunleavy Jr. So starting off hot, it's like, welcome to the job. You now have to deal with one of our most difficult players. But he says that landing Draymond Green is actually a priority. We really want Draymond back. Um, What he means to this organization, this team, in terms of trying to win at the highest level, uh, we we, we feel like we have to have him. Um, So that's very important. Um, Beyond that, yeah, I mean, I think a lot can be made of all the challenges that that are coming our way, whether it be aging roster, the new CBA with some of the limitations there, um, anything else you can bring up. But um, we're aware of all those things, but we also feel like we're in a great, great place because we've got a competitive owner willing to spend and a a group that's really tied in. It's got good synergy, good processes, good sound decision making. So we, we feel confident we can navigate it. Here's where this is interesting to me. Do you think if this was not a new GM that there would be some debate on if they're going to keep Draymond, if they're going to try to negotiate things, if they're going to play things closer to the vest? Or do you Mm -hmm. think because this guy's brand spanking new that they're going to play it safe? I think that's probably part. It's hard for me in in full disclosure here. It's I don't like Draymond. I, I think Draymond is a guy who believes he's better than he is. He's a very good player. But when he talks about being the best defensive player of all time, he hypes himself up so much, and I don't like the way that he's treated his teammates. When he punches Jordan Love, and then he gets suspended, he's hurt his Jordan team. Jordan Poole. Sorry, Jordan Poole. He, he's, he's hurt <laughs> himself in critical situations where, you know, he's had an opportunity to help his team win, and because of his behavior, he's punished his team. He's punished his team in critical situations. That's not a guy when you're punching a guy who's supposed to be your teammate and you're consistently involving yourself in bad behavior, costing your team games. And also, this is a core that's getting older. It's a real balancing act for the Warriors because Draymond is a hell of a player. 
I'm not trying to take away from his accomplishments. And when he performs well, generally everyone around him performs well also. It's just that how do you balance between having this great core that is only a couple years away from winning an NBA title, but also a core that is getting older because after this season, Clay Thompson's going to look for a long-term deal as well. Yeah, I think there's a lot of factors at play here. And it's wild to me how much this question is a part of most NBA superstars. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Because how many superstars in the NBA come with zero headaches? Like, there are very few. Like, Mm -hmm. LeBron has been clean as a whistle, but also he likes signing his old buddies. And he also likes playing GM. Steph Curry, I feel like, has very few flaws or has been very easy to deal with. But, like, most of the superstars in the NBA have some kind of cachet to where, you know, you're going to be dealing with some difficult problems and – are they good enough to where you can overlook this? I think you got to keep Steph Curry happy. You got to keep Steve Kerr happy. Do you think mm-hmm. Steve Kerr has a say in this as a veteran head coach that clearly knows what he's talking about? He's won, you know, plenty of championships. Do you think he had a say in this? Absolutely. No question mm-hmm. about it. And Steve Kerr strikes me as as a guy who is very loyal to his players, but also he's just a great basketball mind. And whenever you think about these Warriors championship teams, remember that Mark Jackson was the coach of these guys and couldn't get it done. And then they bring in Steve Kerr. Of course, this is all forgotten now. And then all of a sudden they start winning championships. That's not a coincidence. So I feel like Steve Kerr has, he has such a great basketball mind and having coached these guys for so long, more than anyone else, he will have a gauge on, this is what we need to do with player A, player B, player C, and this is how we can best win a title moving forward. So I absolutely think Kerr is is probably the most integral part of this process. That's what it boils down to for me, is that I land kind of on the same side as you when it comes to Draymond Green. I'm not like a huge fan. I think he is overselling himself a bit, but doesn't Steve Kerr get the benefit of the doubt? Like if Steve Kerr's going to bat for him, I think he probably deserves the trust. It's similar to like Phil Jackson. You know, when he made a coaching decision, you're like, all right, well, he's Phil Jackson. He's probably way smarter than me or you when it comes to any basketball moves. But across the NBA, we've got some big free agents and some big names popping up in what could be some blockbuster trades. So the Miami Heat, we know, tried to get Bradley Beal, offered a ton of first round picks and really wanted him. But now are they turning their attention to Damian Lillard? We know Damian Lillard seems to be wasting away in Portland with a team that, you know, can't really win anything. But still, he has shown that he's pretty loyal to that organization. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest question. Do you think Damian Lillard will actually go somewhere other than the Blazers? I don't know. This is going to be interesting to watch just because if you've listened to Damian at all over the past few seasons, Mm -hmm. all he's done is pledge his loyalty to Portland and talk about how he wants to play for the Blazers. He wants to win for the Blazers. And the Blazers also have the number three overall pick in the NBA draft. So the Blazers and Dame have a decision to make, which and he doesn't want to rebuild. He does not want to rebuild. So if you have the number three overall pick, do you take a guy like Scoot Henderson? a fantastic guard who is highly regarded by so many teams, or do you say, let's get rid of Dame, let's trade away this pick, or let's keep this pick and and rebuild with a new young guy? You can do a lot of different things when you have a superstar and the number three pick in the draft. The Blazers have options. I think what this comes down to is what does Dame want to do? And if he says, 
I want to go play for a title because as you get older, playing for a chip becomes more of a thing, clearly, and that's what he wants. I don't think he's going to be able to get it done in Portland, and he knows that. So if he decides he will go to Miami, then all of a sudden you're you're seeing a guy who's having to go back on his word as far as his commitment to the Blazers. So I don't know how it's going to play out. It's interesting. I don't think anybody would fault him if he left Portland, though. Like, he has been loyal enough from a completely selfish standpoint. I want to see him play for a contender. We've seen the huge shots that he's made in the postseason, those threes. Ooh, I'd love to see him with the heat, but that's just me. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.